tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the series finale mm. of Falling Skies. We're sans music because that's how grim it is. But it, now we're ramping in. It's, yeah, the show's over, folks. It is. And you know what? It's it's tough because, uh, you know, you literally watch the show and then we kind of go on air right after. Um there's a lot to dissect, especially with the series finale. Uh, you have a lot of emotions, and then you try to take that emotion and figure out how to explain it to an audience. Well, first, you have to explain it to yourself, because I know when it ended for both of us, we're like, I don't know how I feel about this. Trying to dissect it and synthesize it, and then to come right on air and talk about it is sometimes a daunting task, but we will attempt it for our beautiful audience. Here's the unfortunate part that we kind of have to speak to. We've been, we did some quick research, a lot of mixed emotion about it. Um, a lot of, a lot of certainly the critics are writing that, that it fumed and fizzled out, uh, in the, in the finale. There wasn't the big fireworks that everyone was expecting. To a degree, we, we feel a lot, uh, some of those sentiments, and we'll try to highlight them. But instead of just bashing the show in that way, we'll also try to give the highlights because you know there might be people that a hundred that had no problem with the finale. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was a bad finale, but I, I thought there were elements that uh, that didn't quite as deliver as as I was hoping. Right. And, you, and the, again, the tough part is I've I've done many series finales, and what you end up doing is um, after let's say three or four days you start to feel a little bit different about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to go in with that mentality of balancing the two so that I don't, you know, because right now I'm a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to bash it for the sake of bashing it. Right. It's like when you're really angry at someone, sometimes you need to take, not that we're really angry, but sometimes you need to take a step back so you can become less emotional about it and then approach them and you can be level-headed. And let's mm-hmm. take a step back real fast. You are Lauren LaGrasso. Oh, that is true. Yes, here I am. My name's Lauren, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lolo And you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, and I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Boom, there you go. Ooh. And we will be doing other after shows, so uh, check those out. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what's down the pipeline for you i'm on big brother every thursday it's so much fun you guys should tune in like a polar opposite of this show but just a blast and that's thursdays at seven pacific standard time how about you phil Uh, i'm on a couple uh yeah uh, public morals it's another tnt show i'm on that so check me out um anyway let's let's get into this let's start with Oh man, I was I was reading some of our comments from our fans, and uh, I forget who it was at this exact moment, but he was saying how he wanted Ben and Maggie to end up, and he he didn't fully get into the details, but he did kind of list a few of them, and the fact of that you, you know that Maggie was always willing to help out Ben with even without her spikes, that there's some sort of connection, just you know, 
despite still without the spikes. Yeah, despite the spikes. <laughs> and uh, I've, I'm saying that because this fan, and if there's others of you out there, probably aren't happy because Maggie and Hal all They're the way. Married. What we we almost missed that line. Well, we did miss it. Quite frankly, if we're gonna, we just want to have full disclosure with you guys. We had to rewind and then put on the closed captioning because it was happening when the alien babies were exploding. So, kind of hard to hear. Will you marry me? What? Will you marry me? I need to know. Yes, while the alien babies are in full explosion mode. But closed captioning is a, a very beautiful invention. It is. So how do we? How do you feel about it? I know. I know the. I know the one fan I spoke in particular, he's probably going to be very saddened by this. But for me, I even spoke with him kind of back and forth. And I was like, overall, Hal and Maggie are going to end up together. That's just, it's, you know, this is Steven Spielberg at the end of the day, executive producing it. Now, I don't necessarily know how much, like, on a day-to-day basis he puts into it. But, you know, the stuff that he values, family, uh, humanity, stuff like Mm -hmm. that, it was always going to be them. Right. I mean, I had one moment where I thought, oh, well, the spikes will overtake it. But especially after she got her spikes out. Come on. This is a true love connection. I thought it was wonderful. And I appreciated that they did it in that moment and that they took the time to tell each other that you're the one. Because you're they the one were probably going to die. Or at least <laughs> in that moment, they thought they were. Well, luckily they didn't. I thought we were just going to do a grease medley for a second. I was going into <laughs> it, but you didn't, you didn't follow up. Oh, man. Next time. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting moment to pick, uh, but so be it. Yeah, I thought it was a good moment. I mean, I'm surprised that the conversation didn't come up before. I know that the show, mostly for writing's sake and wrapping things up, was focusing on other storylines. But I'm glad that we got some closure there, because we all would have been upset if we didn't know anything. So if it had to be there, it had to be there. Fair enough. You don't think that's fair. Well, I just here's the thing. I go, like um I I just came off of seeing American Ultra this past week. Mm-hmm. And that, Oh, I really want to see that. that you should. Awesome. And the only reason I bring it up is because they had such an inventive way of how a guy asks a woman to marry him mm-hmm. that I thought that was a great example why, because everything still was happening all around these people, and so I thought uh, we would see we 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 could have done it a little better. I mean, this is Hal and Maggie. This this was uh, in in terms of uh, storylines. This has been a through line from from the start, and so mm-hmm. um, y- 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 I just wanted a little something more. Right there are Ross and Rachel. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Um, but at least it happened. We have to say that. But it didn't, maybe it didn't happen in the most inventive way or um, s- sentimental way yeah. possible. Well, Ben's concern was, well, whoever you choose, let's hope the other one isn't upset. Right. I love that he's saying that, too, as they're dodging all these alien babies in their little eggs. Um, I thought that was, again, funny. I love when the conversation goes back to something, quote-unquote, mundane, when they're in the midst of this high-crisis situation. Yeah, whatever happened to Isabella, you think? Well, she was there. She was seen. I don't think she spoke any words in this episode. Uh, Except for the part about, I hope we make this place better. Oh, yeah. Her and Maggie were kind of exchanging. I don't know. To, To me, in the final scene, it looked like she was going to become some sort of dignitary or ambassador of some sort. 
I, I can see her doing that. She seems very intelligent. I think she should be with Ben. Right. I've said, said that, that. And that, I don't know, may, maybe that would have been so over-the-top corny. I think so. I mean, I'm really glad they didn't show that. It would have been too much. But I do want Ben to be happy, so I, I would like to see him with someone. Or I would have liked to see him with someone, but I don't think there's enough time. Even Maddie ended up with somebody. I know. He had his date. He had his date. That's why he couldn't uh, He couldn't be Secretary of the State. Uh-huh. But he wrote a great speech. He did. A book. A book, yeah. My man wrote a book. <laughs> uh, that kid, he's uh, he's something. Yeah, he's got some brains up in that skull. He does. He does indeed. It's a whole new world. Um. All right. So let's let's talk about let's talk about Anne. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's let's, let's save it. Let's. <laughs> I want to. I want to finish off with like you know. I, I want to give each sort of person character their due. Uh, so. Today, we got the reinforcements sort of out of nowhere, and they were very much like, well, I need to know what's going on. And I'm talking about the guy who was in Vietnam. Right. And I just, he just didn't add much to the storyline. No, he didn't. I thought he was going to get super angry, and there was going to be another human-to-human combat moment. I think, I think with that, if... If we took that out, it would we would have allowed some more time for these other storylines to fully develop. I agree, and it is upsetting when you're in the final episodes, and especially the final episode of the show, and you're still getting introduced to new characters. It's like we want to see the people we've been with for all these years. Yeah, don't give me that new flesh. I want my old standards. Yeah, get them out of here. So I just, <laughs> that I. I because, you know, he just literally kept questioning everything. It's like, okay, we've been here. We've literally been here a couple episodes ago. I, I thought that was just, uh, I thought that wasn't smart in their part. Because mm-hmm. the other elements, if you, you just expanded a little bit more on it, would have been perfect. Right. Because at first we thought those guys were possibly part of Pope's posse still. I'm going, wait. Did they just get lost from Pope somehow and now they're back? Yeah, we're we're very much into the stereotype of if you have a motorbike, you're part of Pope's posse. That's right. But we were wrong. Stereotypes aren't always right, kids. Learn it here. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's kind of all I got on, on them. Mm-hmm. Um, poor Marty. You know, mm. he, he, last episode, he... Served his purpose, and so now, unfortunately, it's his time to go. But I, I did like how it raised the notion when Wolf and, and Colonel Weaver are talking. You know, he was a hero before he died. Just because he died, that didn't that act didn't make him a hero. That's very true, and that is a good point for all of us, really. Yeah, but Wolf still at the end of the day decided he decided needed to, to be, die. <laughs> he needed to be a martyr. He did. Well, if that's the way he wanted to go out, I thought I, I thought it was a good argument, but you know, of your mother would be proud, all these various things. But I just don't. I just I don't surprised. think he needed to die. I don't think so either, because I was surprised that they. I love the sentiment of that conversation, but I was surprised that they wasted the conversation there when he died anyway. Five minutes later, I yeah. felt like it would have been more powerful if he didn't perish. Yeah. Because it, it would have had more impact. It would have, mm-hmm. you know, it would have... Um, it kind of revoked the message a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we kind of get into the other storylines, I want to tell you guys about Casper Mattresses. 
Uh, they're they're one of our new sponsors here at AfterBuzz. And uh, first and foremost, just you know, keep this code in mind, and I'll tell you what you're going to use it for. AfterBuzz. Just remember that. Okay. What is the show you're listening to? AfterBuzz. After what is the code you're going to use? AfterBuzz. After buzz. All right. So what is Casper? It's not the ghost. No. No. This is this is an um, uh, online retailer of premium mattresses, right, for a fraction of, of the cost. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys hear that all the time. But let me, let me kind of tell you more about them. They have uh, – inherently, the mattress industry has kind of forced consumers uh, into paying all these high prices, mm-hmm. uh, just the way it all works. And so Casper is revolutionizing how the industry works. Um, by cutting the cost where you're dealing, you, you aren't dealing with the showrooms and so on and so forth. You're just kind of, you're dealing with them. There's yeah. no middleman. That's nice because it can be very confusing buying a big ticket item like that, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, a Casper mattress provides uh, resilience and long-lasting support. Um, so, and I mentioned cost, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about cost. Um Mattresses can often go well over fifteen hundred, um, but a Casper mattress costs between five hundred for a twin size mattress, six hundred for a twin XL, seven fifty for a full size mattress, eight fifty for a queen size mattress, what? and nine fifty for a king size mattress. Um, and you know, uh, so here's how it works. You know, you you go online, you buy it, it mm-hmm. comes, it gets delivered to your door. You try it out. It, it unfolds. It's uh, it, you know, it's got the cool technology where it remembers you and, and so on and so <laughs> forth. It's very cushiony. Now, who doesn't want a mattress that remembers you? Yeah, that's right. And you know what the best part is? If you honestly don't like it, you return it. Nothing lost. No, you know, nothing lost. No questions asked. Um, <laughs> It's it's uh it's obsessively engineered, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just sink right into it. It's got the right bounce. It, it it you know it has latex and memory foam, and you get the as I mentioned, you get the risk free trial for a hundred days with free delivery and painless returns. Also, right, falling skies would love this. These mattresses are made in America. All right. Not by Colonel Weaver specifically, but made in America nonetheless. That's right. Colonel Weaver. Oh, man. Maybe he should start up a mattress business. Well, now he's got nothing to do. Yeah, he can work for Casper. And and I mentioned the promo code after Buzz. So if you go to Mm Casper.com and you type in slash after Buzz, so Casper.com slash after Buzz, you get 50 bucks off. So not only are you getting a cheap, amazing mattress, you're also getting 50 bucks off of it thanks to us. Yeah. You're welcome. No, no, no thank yous necessary. Just yeah. enjoy your mattress. We appreciate you. All right. That's right. Uh, so, um, I heard you mention a queen and uh, a queen mattress. We will talk about the queen. We're slowly Spoiler getting alert. There might be a queen coming up a little later. Uh, so let's see. Let's talk about. Let, speaking of queens, she's she's a queen in her own right. <laughs> Anne. Yes. Uh, good old Anne. She's got some eggs. In the nest of her womb. So, <laughs> I want to talk about my frustrations with this. Yes. But first, I want to open up with you to, to, to maybe lessen the blow for people. Oh, okay. Well, we want to talk about the pregnancy situation, right? Well, yes, of course. Yeah. Why are you pregnant, sister friend? 
You know. But I don't think it's her fault. It's I think not her fault. It's mutually it's their mutually fault. It's mutually her fault. They should have talked about it. They should have said, okay, let's be really careful. Maybe they could have found some protection somewhere. Or if not, at least do something. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, Phil. Am I allowed to say it? You can say it. Do a PO situation, you know? That's pull out. At the very least. Do it. Just try them all. Follow the rhythm method. The Catholic Church has been doing it for years. It's what they recommend when people get married. First off... Why, like, where do you have time to be doing this? Well, why haven't we seen it? Also, because that's what I was saying to you. I'm like, the one thing this show has been missing this season has been sex. We haven't seen any intercourse whatsoever. And somehow they fit something in, literally. When did this occur? Right after the whole, uh, right after the whole argument with Pope, I was just like, oh man, Pope's so angry. I'm so angry. Let me get this out. And they're like, oh, let's make love. But they didn't show it on the television. It's just, I just, you would think, and the problem is both of those people are are just so smart that they just would be doing these things. She's a doctor. They've talked about it like this would literally, like they want to have another child. And so I'm not saying don't have another child by all means. And of course, that's what they have at the end. Just the, the world's worst time right now to be having a child. Yeah. Now, okay, I've thought about this a lot. If you were in that situation, what would you do? Would you just refrain from the act altogether because you're too scared for, to get someone pregnant? No, I'd pull out. But that doesn't always work. Or, see, this is this is where I get terrible. I'd use, like, the PBR method. PBR? It's, uh, it, just, uh... Are you gonna corrupt me tonight, Phil? No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into it. It's just uh, if, if nothing else, just think pro-life versus pro-choice, and it leads into the pro-choice territory. Oh my! And that's all I'm gonna say about I'm gonna that. I have to urban dictionary that after we get off the show. That's all I'm gonna say about that, y'all. It's a situation. Luckily. Miraculously, they didn't have to go through with it in the World War situation. But my God, why would you risk it? Why? I, okay, so many people felt that it was at least the critics, maybe not fans, right? And and that the whole Anne situation of her death was a little bit emotionally forced. I wanted. I had no like. I would would have been. I was very sad when she did die. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I no, I, I didn't want her to come back. I felt that was a cheat. So when you, you're referencing the critics, are they saying that her coming back was emotionally forced or her dying? Her, her, her coming back. Okay, I would agree with that. Because here's the thing for me, right? And especially the way Pope was utilized, I thought now it makes sense why we, we all shared the frustration uh, yourself included, even though you weren't here to express it on air, mm-hmm. that Pope's death was very, uh, that's it? Yeah. And so now we understand why, because obviously he came back in the form that he did. And so it would have been very fitting in that moment if Anne was truly dead and Pope said, I'm sorry. I realize I'm sorry for, for number one, you know, wishing this upon you. And uh, I'm sorry for doubting you that that you couldn't make a sacrifice because clearly, you know, you you just kept going. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a irrecover- irrecover- 
irrevocable. There you right? go. Yes. I don't think I fully got it, but got close. Got closer than me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just that. That's I, I. I just sort of wanted that. It, you know, it, it felt like too much of a cheat. Of okay, we have these aliens, the the Dar, Dar, Darnias, mm-hmm. uh, and so let's just bring her back to life. Right. With their magical tentacles. Yeah. I did this for you where I killed the, you know, the overlords and the queen and everyone else, the Ashrani, the Skitters. So in return, I want my wife back. I thought that they were going to say, no, we already gave you your life. Isn't that enough? But they didn't. I thought it would have been enough for them to say, like, yes, you did this for us, but you also saved humanity. Right. Exactly. He got a great benefit. And not only that, but... But it would have been poetic of, of now him and Popo are truly, not truly, but they're somewhat equal in the sense that they've both lost. Their love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would have been a little bit more fitting rather than have a moment with, with Pope and just saying, basically having that be more of a scene of like, oh, I don't kill humans now that the war is over. Right. I'm not that person. Yeah. I had a thought for a minute with the Darnia that... Well, now that their mutual enemy is dead, are they still on the same side? You know, I wasn't positive of that. Of course, it's the ser- the series finale, so I'm sure there's not going to be another war that erupts in the last moment. But if this show were to go on, I would wonder that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't think so. I think you know they're they're at peace. Lord only knows the dimension, the plane that those people are on. Mm-hmm. You know, talking and tentacle de- people. Yeah. So I, who knows? I I just uh, I I just know a lot of people felt the f- again more so critics. I have you know I I have fully to dive into the the fandom world of how they felt about Anne. I, I but I wasn't personally happy with it. Neither was I. Because you, you need that emotion, and, it, and again, yeah, it was I get an emotional it. release. It was like, okay, well, she died. I feel sad about it, but it makes sense. Yeah, this ending that we actually got with her being alive and with child didn't make sense. It's Did just they too... also heal her womb? Because it looked like the shrapnel went right in where baby territory is. That's true. Yeah, you know, I guess because one could assume they either made a new baby. Yeah. But you're right. They probably didn't. They probably the baby was just saved. Mm-hmm. So I wish they would have also told us how much time had passed between that final scene and the scene at the New World. Enough to take a shower. <laughs> yeah, several. <laughs> yeah, it looked like uh, things were on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt wrote a book. Unless he's like it's the. True. I understand he's a very gifted child, but. Books still take a a, a sort of significant amount of time. At least a week, I would say. At least. At least a week. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you have that. All right. Anything else about Anne that you want to talk about? Nope. Okay. Okay. How about you? Uh, You know what? I want to get into the Queen. And we'll, again, we'll kind of, when we get into the news and gossip bit, we'll talk about these various things and how how the critics are reacting to it. Mm Um. But before that, but uh, you know, we're leaving you guys tonight. But football season is just right around the corner, right? And so if you love football, you probably love fantasy football. 
That's all. Yeah. So uh, there's a great thing called DraftKings. And last last football season, DraftKings.com crowned more millionaires than any other one-week fantasy sports site anywhere. So what it is is instead of one of the biggest frustrating things for me in the past is, you know, you make your fantasy team and then people get injured and blah, 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 and then you're stuck with these people. For the rest of the season, and you're like, okay, well, you know, well, that's a washout because now I've lost. Mm-hmm. You know, you've pretty much lost in the first week of, of the season, and then you're then you're screwed, and you're just left waiting for the next year. This every week is a whole new week, right? And so this season, the prizes are even bigger. You can start the season by winning two million dollars in week one. Whoa. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. Ten million dollars in prizes are up for grabs, including two million for the first place and one million for the second. Uh, it's one week fantasy means no season long commitments. That's what I just talked about. Nobody nobody likes that I hate that. Well right. We want the prerogative to change our minds. You know, we we want more instant instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Things change. And we want a million to two million dollars. That's right. You've never experienced football like this. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. So welcome to the big time. Uh, and a few, there's a few preseason games to go before the regular season kicks off. So hurry on to DraftKings.com now. And guess what? What? We have a promo code for you. Is it? It's Buzz. Buzz. B-U-Z-Z. The sound of a bee, bee, buzz, buzz, and it's also af- it's it's the buzz and after buzz um, to play for free for a shot at the two million dollar top prize in week one. So again, you get to try it for free. All you got to go is draftkings dot uh, com. Use promo code buzz b u z z for your free entry. It's like you're just getting this two million dollars. Yeah, basically so, handing it to you. So go ahead. Uh, Try it out. I want to. I could use two mil. And you know what? You might. You might get some. Never know. Now that now that the war is over with the Ashveni, there's I so much more time. Focus on my draft. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Tom Mason might be putting in some picks too. I'll say. All right. So let's talk about the Queen because this is this is the end all. Be- this is the this is the Queen Bee. Mm-hmm. Buzz. In, yes, indeed. What did you? What did you think of her? First off, she's uh, she, she's from Battlestar Galactica, the, the who voiced it. So I think I, it's fitting, you know, yes. known actress that they picked. And I thought she looked different than I envisioned in my head. I didn't. What did you th- envision? I didn't think she'd look so bug-like. I thought she'd look more like the rest of them, but bigger, mm-hmm. and maybe with a nice weave. Just kidding about that part. But I did think she'd look like the Overlords, but bigger and not so bug-like. She looked hideous. I hated it, actually. The image was very disturbing. I think I've blocked part of it out. She had a... She had very flawed logic, because she was explaining to Tom of the reason why she's so gung-ho about the, the, the humans. And it's like, okay, you did this to us. So I was like, okay, we're gonna get an interesting twist here. I'm intrigued. Let's hear this out. 1,500... 1500 years ago we invaded earth with my daughter and you killed her it's like okay really because you understand that you were trying to kill them therefore the humans didn't really do much they just defended themselves Mm -hmm. therefore you're the asshole yeah 
Not the humans. Not how this works. I don't know what, like, shvenny logic this is. But you're the assholes. Right. I'm just thinking to something she said, too. Smell the blood. Was that in reference to her sticking her little feelers in and sucking the blood out? Or was that in reference to Anne? It could have been both. It, I think I think it was just in general how much carnage there was with the fallen humans mm-hmm. around the area of, you know, smell all that blood, all of the death that is that is occurring and it's only going to get worse. Okay, it's just a general blood statement. I that's what I think it is. I don't yeah, think that makes sense. I don't she didn't seem too deep. No. She's very on the on the surface level of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, taking face value. Well, I think so. No, I think you're right. What did you think about her, her, you know, daughter? Well, I didn't know her very well, but <laughs> uh, I thought that was flawed logic, of course. Like, it, so you're telling me you're invading this whole race because of your daughter dying? I know that that must have been really, really hard. But first of all, these people, I, while they're probably descendants of the original human beings had nothing to do with those people. It was also one instance and one group in one place and now you're punishing this whole race. But again, it's not like it's not like the entirety of the human race let's say, let, let's pare it down a little bit. It's not like one human was drunk driving a car and hit a, your daughter and killed her. That's not what happened. Right. It's like your daughter was the drunk driver and killed the human, or tried to kill the human, and the human was like, and the human got out of the way, brakes and got out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and, and then and your, your daughter, daughter fell into a tree, exactly, and got hurt, and yeah, died, fell into a tree that a human being planted, maybe that. Regardless, yeah. it's just flawed logic. It is. They, well, there, it's a it's a little bit of an overreaction, might we say? Overreaction. You're giving the, the death penalty to all of the human race because they killed one one group, one small group, maybe one person killed your daughter. Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Indeed. But she did say that. So my first thought was, why did you wait this long? But she did say, I've been waiting and trying to get stronger and stronger so I could come back and do the job right. Hmm. Uh, well, she wasn't. She didn't seem that strong. No. Uh, she was much like a Bond villain. She right. Just, she just kept talking and kept talking and allowed Tom Mason to grab that, grab the good old kill the alien race yes. pill. I, mean, I just keep calling it the pill. It looks like a pill. It does. It actually looks like this little toy I used to play with when I was a girl. But a girl. You're still a girl. Well, a, a young girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, so, Noah, who plays... Tom Mason mm-hmm. has said that you know it, it's always been a struggle for him dealing with the alien uh, subplots, you know, the sci-fi elements versus he always liked it when it was really about more of the the humans and mm-hmm. what they were capable of, what they would do, so on and so forth. And so when you have, as I call it, this pill, this magical pill that's just all you got to do is kill the queen and then everything else dies. It, it, it you know, he. He has gone on record to kind of say his frustrations about these various storylines of that that it's too easy. Yeah, and this I, was definitely too easy. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's just 
it, it's not like you kill the queen, then they don't know what to do, and then you can kill all of them easily. It's no, this literally just boom, 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 killed everything. Yeah, I mean, while it was deeply satisfying to see alien fireworks, at the same time, not that any of this is realistic, but it felt very unrealistic in the world. I, I, if I was writing the show, what I would have done was probably have this part happen like two episodes ago, and then have them take out the rest of the aliens in some other method. Yeah, because it it just feels. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, yes, it's a sci-fi thing, but what we've been doing for the past couple seasons is applying all these different uh, historic moments of war to this, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the the American Revolution, the Vietnam War, bits and pieces, right? And if you're a historian, you can go to town on this, and many people have. And so, so there's no instance in our history that... At least, at the, if I'm wrong, let me know. That, but that I'm aware of where you literally kill the main person, and then they all just die. Yeah. Again, they might be directionless, and then it's easy to take them out and kill and win the war. But well, at no point do they all just die, fall down. Yeah, died didn't happen. I was thinking of World War Two. But again, we, you you, you, yeah, you took out the head die. of the snake, and yeah. then people surrendered. The war ended, but no one, not everyone, died because that's not possible. Yeah, it's not like all the like the Nazis of World War Two just Fell Oh, you're a Nazi, great. Done. Right. Done with you. No. I'm sure they some were killed and executed properly, some properly, some improperly. Right, but this is a different thing because that would be like saying, Okay, you're all Nazis, you're connected through this. When Hitler dies, you die. Just yeah. instantly. Yeah, the lifeblood of the Nazi is, mm-hmm. is all connected. <laughs> oh man. That's what we're comparing it to. Uh, we are indeed. Um, any any other stuff before we kind of get into the newsy bits and we talk about what other people are saying? Mm, well, let's see. Let's Anything that a, I missed in particular? Well, we didn't talk about Weaver. I mean, he didn't have a ton of storyline in this, but... Yeah, he, you know, Weaver's Weaver, so... He just weaved. Yeah, you know, I mean... I, I felt bad for Weaver because he never he got he's all smiles at the end, but it's not really like a happy ending for him. Nothing. I wonder what happens to him. He's honestly, he's probably my favorite character. Because right now he doesn't have Marty, right? I, I feel like him and Marty could have been best friends. Yeah, they, they could have been roommates together. They could have been making whiskey together. Imagine that. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have Katie, Mm-mm. his love. Yeah. So he's kind of now he's just got kind of a best friend. In Tom, in Tom, yes, yeah. Uh, also, we should note, we should note, we should talk about the final speech. I was going to say that we did miss that. So go ahead. So Tom Mason gives his final speech and basically sums up the whole season and series for us. And he talks about how at the beginning he was pushing everyone to be warriors. It made some people mad, some people it inspired, but at the end of the day, he said, "You are why I fight." So. Again, it's a story of humanity. You know, my fellow human being, I fight for you. It's not just this lust for violence. It's because I truly believe in the power of the people I'm with and the human race at large. And we are not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I like what he said in terms of, you know, we're, we're, yes, we're countries, we're individual countries, but first and foremost, we are human beings. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you're talking about that speech. See, I was talking about the speech at the fire. The oh, you can, yeah, speech. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a good speech, too. Right. Both good speeches. But the, the final one was really great. But I did, I, I did like the campfire one mm-hmm. because it had a little bit more weight. That was my favorite. Prob- that's probably my favorite moment of the episode, the campfire speech. Yeah, and, and obviously it was great because he's kind of going back on... You know, he's making direct reference to the, the speech about warriors mm-hmm. and what that means. And, and so it comes full circle in that way. And, and, you know, it's really his arc about, wow, I've been wrong. But you know what? We've gotten to this point and that can't be forgotten or or lost. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And obviously the speech at the end was beautiful and wrapped up everything and really just had some nice nuggets for life in general. Yeah, it's very much like the Back to the Future Part 3 speech of, like, you know, no one's future is written. Therefore, the future is yours. But make it a good one. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, so, overall, it was always going to, as I mentioned at the top, it was always going to be pro-family, pro-humans. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be, to a degree, a sappy ending. I just felt it was, we, we went a little bit, Whatever, like, threshold of, of satisfying versus, like, sappy and what I, th- I think we just crossed it just a little bit. Right. Well, and we're going to go to the Variety article, right? Because I think they said something in there that was pretty poignant. Yes. Let me pull up. So Variety did uh, Variety did a there's, – there's so much news and gossip right now about it. After Buzz TV News. Thank you. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's um, – by the way, if you just type in Falling Skies into Google and hit news, there's just so much on this stuff. Um, you know, our, our, our friend uh, Drew Roy, he reflects back on five seasons of Falling Skies. Uh, that's on hitfix.com. Uh, Blaster.com talked talked with Noah um, while about kind of Falling Skies almost being a cautionary tale for good ideas and terrible execution. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's it was terrible execution, but I I do think there was there was missed opportunity, and I'm really saddened by that because we could have gone really in depth with some of those things. But the Variety article that uh, Lauren's speaking of, uh, it's called "Falling Skies Series Finale Yields More Fizzle Than Fireworks," and uh, you know I, I I read it to you overall. But mm-hmm. what were your highlights of the article? Well, one thing I really like that it said is that the season... Okay, I want to make a disclaimer to everyone. So I I feel like I was watching the season forgetting that it was the final one a lot of the time. So I feel like I came in here commenting on it, being like, wow, that was a really great episode. Because I was looking at it episode by episode. But then when we got to this one, and I was like, whoa, it's the last one. It hit me today. So there's that. And, and, and it hit on it in that article when it, it said... talk about the pacing. The pacing. And I think that was missing from this season and in, in the entirety. Where we basically spent too much time on certain elements uh, while we should have been moving towards uh, obviously defeating the aliens. The ultimate battle. Because it, it did... I feel like we just reached that today. So... Not- and we never really got through Peru. Remember, Peru was a big. It, it, all these other places were oh, huge right. talking points mm-hmm. of we what didn't was going. 
a lot of what was going on in the other areas. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it focused a lot on bringing new characters in. These We got pit stops. Everywhere we went, we had a pit stop, and we would focus on a whole new well, we character. Spent, we spent two weeks, two episodes. With Katie. Yeah. Yeah. And then with Marty, even though I love Marty, I thought he was an incredible character and added a lot to the show. But I, I liked Marty. I mean, Marty was good, but... But I think part of the reason why we spent so much time with him was now we literally got Katie two episodes. And then we went to Lexi the next mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So, so. We, we got a lot of one-character pit stops. Yeah. Uh, and, and with Lexi, it was pretty much the same storyline with as with Katie. Just a slightly different dynamic. Yeah, it really was. So, and that was three episodes. Right. So I think that the idea of what happened was good. I just think it could have been... It could have come more strategically and and have been planting the seeds throughout versus just the end of last episode and this episode. Yeah. And overall, you know, for me, I'm not going to rip it to shreds. I think think it certainly was a fine season series finale. Right. Because I've seen way worse. Oh, yeah, me too. But the problem is I've also seen way better. I think everything got wrapped up that needed to get wrapped up, but maybe it just got wrapped up a little too neatly for me. Yeah. Maybe that just says something about our own lives. Maybe. I just don't like happy happy people make me so angry. I mean, happy people certainly don't make me angry. I think of myself as a happy person, but I also... I... We're both artists we're both in in this entertainment industry and i'm sure a lot of you all out there are as well or artists in some way uh or just like i mean you guys certainly like talking about art if you take the time if if, if every week for almost an you know 45 to 50 minutes you guys are listening to two people talk about a a show that you happen to watch right so you're people who in you and you're interested in this show that has a lot of conflict in it so i i find conflict and black and white and two sides battling and things kind of being left in a weird state of rubble interesting because that's that's what makes you feel something so sometimes when things are wrapped too tightly it makes you numb you need to let it linger a little bit. Okay. Fair enough. So, you know, we're her and I, Lauren, and I are most curious about what you guys think about this series finale. After all, that's what it's there. Uh, that's what we're here to do is to talk about a TV show and share it with you guys and share a love with you guys. And so we want to know what you guys think. Uh, there was a lot of speculation going into it, which we appreciate. But now, now it's over. Yes. Now we can all, now we can talk about it with with complete certainty. There's no more speculation. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened has been laid out, and yeah. now we just 100% dissect it. I will say, a very nice touch of how they did the you know thank you for watching five seasons, yeah. and then the names flying in to form Falling Skies. I thought that was a very fitting end. To it, it all. Was awesome. I, I just think that's so nice. I recently went to see Inside Out, and the director came on the screen beforehand and thanked us for watching. I, I think that's such a nice touch, and I really appreciated that TNT and the creators of the show went and did that. It, it just makes you, as an audience member, feel very special. So thank you. Thank you, TNT and Falling Skies. Yes. All right. Well, thank you at home for watching, listening. However you consume us uh, for doing it, you know, week to week, hopefully. Uh, if you found us in the later parts of the, the series, 
welcome. If you found if you've been listening to to us from sort of when we began this, thank you as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hope you continue your afterbuzz journey, your experience. There's yeah, we are one of over 450 TV series covered in in the entirety of afterbuzz tv so there's definitely lots more to do uh as i mentioned i'll be doing public morals it's slightly different but it's on tnt so if you like tnt that's i'll be doing that uh this is it lauren say your final goodbyes oh it's been wonderful thank you for having me on phil i was a last minute (laughs) addition i thoroughly enjoyed it this is a great show overall i just want to give the love to falling skies you know we're we're taking it all in it's kind of difficult to dissect as we said because we just took it in but great job really creative ideas cool show love the humanity um I'm Lauren LaGrasso. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lolo Logro. And I'll be doing Big Brother after shows every Thursday at 7 p.m. And I'm playing a show at the Viper Room on Sunset Boulevard. It's it's going to be at 9 p.m. on September 9th. So come on out if you're in the L.A. area. Or get to the L.A. area. That's right. Take a plane. And you know what? Best. Uh, we wish nothing but uh, the best to these amazing actors. You oh, know, yeah. s- some of them we've befriended over the years, like Sarah Carter, like Drew Roy. Uh, you know, and for the others that we haven't, we've heard nothing but good things. And so, you know what? While the show is over for you guys, obviously their career is not. And so, we hope to see you as actors on amazing, amazing projects. So, uh, we wish you nothing best but the best of luck. And. Thank you, fans. Thank you. Honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, if it wasn't for you, there is no Lauren and I. That's true. We would not exist. You are our queen. That's right. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to see you soon, hopefully on another After Buzz show. That's right. Have a great night. This is the final goodbye. For Falling Skies. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 